2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 12, verses 7 through 12, and 17 and 18. But I'd like to focus on the 17th verse and the 18th verse. And it reads, Our light for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary or temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So just as a subject, as we go through this briefly, so we fix our eyes. So we fix our eyes. You've heard the quote many times that the eyes are the window to the soul. Life struggles are real. <coughs> Even though at some, in some time in life we feel like they were only reserved for us. It's that why me? Yep. And we all have a why me time when we feel like, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. Any other time we would have enough empathy for anyone else going through anything or sympathy. And we're saying we, we, we feel good for them, but when we're going through it, it's like, not now. Mm -hmm. There's just too much going on. <coughs> John 16 and 33 reads, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm -hmm. I have told you these things so that you may have peace. Mm -hmm. So you won't be scurrying around or wringing our hands and wondering why. Mm -hmm. I have told you these things that, that so that in me, so in Jesus, so in Christ the Savior, we may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I've had some trouble. Mm -hmm. And I thought I've had enough. Mm -hmm. Felt like the song, sick and tired of being sick and tired. But Jesus said, take heart. I have overcome this world. And because he has overcome, we will as well. Yeah. The scripture says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. And that's the eighth verse. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. All of these come up when we're pressed, hard pressed. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard people use the phrase, get over it. Mm -hmm. You know, just get over it. Well, it's easy for someone else to tell you to get over something when they're not going through what you're going through. Right. That's right. 
because they don't really feel what you feel. Yeah. That's why empathy is good, but it's not the real thing. Empathy is like the artificial piece of reality. Everyone can give you that empathy and how they would do it, but they are not going through it. But Jesus said, he's, you can take peace, you can take comfort in knowing that these things that are coming upon you when you're feeling like you're oppressed, you won't be crushed. Perplexed, but you won't be in despair. Sometimes our minds take us places that we wish we wouldn't make that trip. We wish sometimes we purchase trip, uh, tickets for a trip to get away. And once we get there, we wish we never took the trip in our minds. We're so perplexed. And we're taking on things that were not meant for us to take on. So all this is going to come together so we fix our eyes. Because being persecuted, It's understanding that it feels like we're abandoned. When you're going through things, it, it feels like everyone has left you, but no one has, but it feels like everyone's left you. You know why? Again, it's something that's real to you. And it's real. Sometimes we can't even articulate the things that we're going through. Sometimes we just want to just scream. Well, I use that myself because every time I get an opportunity to go on the uh, airfield and go out where the planes are, and it's been a tough day, yeah, I do it. I go out, get out of my vehicle, and I just scream. And you know what? <coughs> no one's going to hear <laughs> But I got it out. But those are the times where we feel like we're abandoned, and, but, but the scripture says we're not struck down. Yeah. We're still able to stand, and we're not destroyed. Yes. And the scripture in verse 10 says, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? I'm glad you asked what that means. Because we carry around in our body the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We are the living epistles. Things that we don't want to be. Use somebody else for an example. Don't be using me. I love you, Lord. You heard my cry and pitied every groan, but don't be using me for an example. Use, hey, why don't you use brother so-and-so there, sister so-and-so. I'll watch while you use them. But we don't want, we don't want that on us. Uh, I had a, a brother the other day said, I'm praying for patience this year. I said, you really want to do that? He said, yeah, I need more patience. I said, why don't you consider praying about uh, humbling yourself? Then the patience probably will come along with it. He said, but that's, that's one of the fruits that you really have is uh, patience. I said, yeah, but do you want to grow your own fruit? <laughs> or do you want it to be as you walk it out because some things you don't want to be nobody wants to be pruned mm -hmm. is that true? true? but it's necessary yeah. who would ask to be pruned? I wouldn't I don't 
I've learned in my years some things just best not being asked. If it comes upon me, praise God, but I'm not looking for it. You know, because you know the thing about trouble? They say to pack his bags and come to your door and drop it off. Well, we got a ring on our doors now. So we're looking to see what package is coming. Get away from here. Get away from here. <laughs> or if you got one of those other alarm to go off and the lights will come on. And you'll say, get away, trouble. I did not call you. You have the wrong address down the street. So in our bodies, we carry around the death of Jesus that the life of Jesus may be revealed in us. Because we're going, we're perplexed, but we're not destroyed. We're going through all these things. That's carrying around, because Jesus said that they did this to the master of the house. How much more to serve? Mm -hmm. So this thing we're carrying around with us, the things that we're doing, we're showing forth his praises, even in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. It's not about skinning and grinning. That means that you're saved, that you love the Lord and you got power. That, don't, that means nothing. Right. Nothing. Because that's like faking it until you can make it. It's like being in your cubicle and the people around you, you know they don't like you. You don't like them either. Did I say that? Yes. Okay. You don't like them either. This ain't in love, but you don't like them. You know, if you have to deal with it, you want to deal with it. <coughs> but when we have to deal with them, we don't deal with people based upon our feelings. We deal with them as Christ dealt with us. Amen. With compassion. Oh, let me think. We were supposed to deal with them with compassion and mercy and love. Mm -hmm. Not because of who they are, but, but because who he is yes. to us and what he's done for us. We have this thing that starts with an A called amnesia. It's rampant. Because we forget the times that we've told God, God, if you get me out of this, I'm going to do this. Or God, I need your help. Help me to be better. He said, okay, I'm going to help you to be better. I need you to go do this. Well, I didn't ask you about that. I want to do this. Then I'll get to where you want me to be. It doesn't even make sense to say it, right? But we ask God about how can we be better. So here's the, about how we fix our eyes. You ever heard the saying, fix your face? Yes. And what times when someone asks you to fix your face? It's more than a parent with a child. <laughs> Tell them, I, I know what you're thinking, but you better fix your face. That's right. Because if you don't fix your face, they will fix it for you. And, and it may not be a happy time. It may be a time of being persecuted, struck down, but you won't be destroyed. Amen. Amen. So we fix our eyes. <coughs> Understanding this, we strive to put our lives in issues or events in our lives in perspective. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to put these things in perspective so we can understand. Why am I here and what am I doing? Is this of God or this not? And why am I going? These are things that we constantly ask. Because sometimes we are looking at situations 
And sometimes we see too much. In the church, when people come to church and they grew up in the church and they come in, and they come to church, they already size it up. Yeah, they're gonna do this, that, see that church folks. Oh, yeah, church folks, I can tell. Mm -hmm. Oh, they ain't saved. Look at that, you can tell. They ain't saved. It's a constant. Because they're looking at people and sizing up by what they can see. That's why God said he looks on the heart. And not the outward appearance. I mean, because we're living in a society now where they're looking at you based upon your height, your uh, when you live, what you drive. If you drive something, they think you've got it going on. Don't know your life is still. But they'll look at your car and think, woohoo, you got it going on. Or if you can live in a certain place, you've got it going on. Or if you look like this, you must be a criminal. If you don't, you must be okay. If you got a suit on, you're good. If you got this on, you're bad. Automatic. But we as saints of God, we need to fix our eyes on the Lord. To understand what is real and not real. Because we have deception right in front of us a lot of times and we'll fall prey to it. We're looking at something, it looks like a, is, what is it? If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, then it must be, oh, walk like a duck, then it must be a duck. Right? But we'll look at it and say, yes, I see that. But you know what? It may turn out to be an evil. You never know. Sometimes we just need to step back and not call things what they are. Just look at it and just let it be what it be. In that case, when we deal with the things of God, the promises of God, we can't see. But we believe it. Some of them. We believe some. It depends. If you're on a, a line and somebody's, it's a hundred dollar line and you go up there and get your, and say, I see the Lord kept putting you in, does one, two, five, six, eight mean anything to you? And you say, yes, that's my address. Ooh, God's got something for you. All of that was based upon what you heard and what you saw. Because a lot of times our beliefs and what we do is in the people that we deal with. Mm -hmm. It's not in God. It's in the people that we, you know, who do you know? Not in what God is doing through them. It's who they are. We call it networking. We call it, we call it understanding, you know, getting the hookup. But the only hookup we can have, if you can get a hookup that you can see, then it's temporary. Because you ever went someplace and somebody made you a promise and the next day uh, they changed their mind? They, they, they had good intentions, but they didn't do it. You ever had anybody do that? No, y'all probably haven't, but I have people. Yeah, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to hook you up. I got it. $5. Give you $5. I'll give it back to you. I'll give you 10 Really, I'm going to give it back to you. We always know the saying, if I had a nickel for every time somebody told me something about a father, I'd be rich. Well, people do that, but we trust them by what we see instead of looking at the, the, uh, the eternal piece of it. Listen, I'm glad that God didn't think that we had it so together 
that he didn't show us everything we needed to know. Because some things we can't handle straight up. If he told you already that you're going to have this, that you're going to have this and this, you want to win. You won't be concerned anymore about what he's going to do. You want to know now when you're going to do it. And we start clock watching on God. So here's the question. Annually or biannually, you have an eye exam. Right? Yeah. Check your vision. See if you see well. And as you get older, your vision changes more rapidly than not. But still, you get an eye exam to find out where you are to make sure your prescriptions you've got it correct, right? Yeah. One thing when it comes to saints of God, we do our own examination on ourselves. Because we need Holy Spirit who's here to guide us into all truth. And what is truth? Truth is the Word of God. Yes. And what is the Word of God? Life. Mm -hmm. He helps us to see things for what they are. Because we won't look at people just as people. We'll look at people or whose they are. We don't own anybody. But God wants us to look at them as he sees them and treat them as he treats them. Because, yeah, we ought to destroy this person because they did that. That person deserves this. Now we're going to get in the part of what, who deserves what. So, truth directs our eyes to see what is real and what is not. Poor vision can cause you to act in different ways. Yes. Such as, if you're reaching for something that is far away, but you think it is close to you, that's called nearsighted. And I'm keeping these on so I can see over here. Oh, we think it's further away, but it's closer. We call it Farsight. I fix my eyes on what God has for me is for me. Now it's way down here, but I'm thinking it's right here. God, I ask you what you said if I loose it on earth. It'll be loose in heaven if I bind it on earth. It'll be binding heaven. Just ask in his name and believe that it shall be done. Sometimes we act like that's a magic potion. Because at the end we either say, in the name of Jesus, or I decree and declare, I decree and declare. And it's almost like there's an ending to it to make it abracadabra. I know they don't use those words after that, but it's the same thing because we think that I bind it right now in the name of Jesus that it shall be done now. But the part we miss about fixing our eyes is on the things that are eternal. It's about God and what He says. 
the things that we can't see, the things that we can see are temporary, we got to realize that all this stuff is going to be gone. The, when we love someone, and they may not be here, they don't leave our hearts. Because what we loved about them wasn't the shell that was there. It was that relationship we had at the heart. And what we remembered in our minds. I don't know how many of y'all go through some kind of scanner every day to just look at your brain or look at your heart. But that's, you don't do that. But you know it's there. You know it's there. The promises of God are, are yea and amen, which means God will do what he says, and all we need to do as children of God is say, it is so, amen. That's important. So when we fix our eyes on things, things are happening in front of us now that if we look at so much stuff, we won't believe God. We won't believe the eternal. We'll believe what we can see. That's got to be true. Social media is just like that. You can go on social media, and all kind of stuff is going on. If you get captivated by it, it will keep you in such a haze that you'll start acting like there is no God. Because you'll think that if, there, if, he, if he is God, then why don't he do this and why don't he do that? By people's opinion, by temporal people who have an eternal soul, who are basing their lives on something that's Temporary. <laughs> Amen? And I'm going to come to a close. <clears throat> Psalms 121, very familiar verse of scripture. I look to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I don't know how many times you're going through a problem that you go outside and you look for a hill. Mm. Or you go outside and look up. Looking up is not about the physical thing about looking up in the sky. There's no more power than looking up and looking down in the ground. That's not what it means. I look to the hills. I look to an eternal God that is Far off, but close to me. Close to me. And so when I say, or, you, or the scripture says, and the psalmist said, I. It didn't say we. He said, I. So I don't know what you're fixing your eyes on. I don't know if you're fixing your eyes on the situation that you're going through right now and saying, I don't see God in it. Well, we have the scripture sitting right in front of us. For we walk by faith and not by sight. But a lot of times we want to change that around, find a new version for it, and say we walk by sight and we live by faith, or we walk by sight and just leave it like that. Because you need to be smart about what you're doing. Logically, you can't just go by that faith stuff that you can't do that. Those are the tools of the enemy that will tell you that he's not a very present help. Present means that it's here, close. It's not, it's not far off. It's right here. He's a very present help.
But if our eyes are not fixed on him being present, then we are living a life that he's not present. There's things we do, and, I, and I'm really coming to a close. We'll just continue this song. But there are things we do we act like God don't see us. Hmm. We really do. I know it's been said many times before, but we, we do act like God doesn't see us. We act like he doesn't hear us. He's only omnipotent when we need something. He's only omnipresent when we need something. But he made us for his good pleasure. <clears throat> Not us for him. God didn't exist for us to do. He made us. He created us. To worship him. To live a life for him. To show a world that was lost in sin. This is what happens when they obey him. We've seen what it means when we don't. Now he wants us to fix our eyes. And when you fix your eyes on something, you're locked in. When you go get your eye examination, they'll sit you in a chair, they put you in that little brace, and they have you look for it. They adjust it, and they actually tell you what's inside. They don't have you so your hand, head's moving all around. They say, fix your gaze over here, and tell me what's on that. Tell me which one you can read. The Lord is asking us, what are we looking at? What are we looking at? Is it the trees blowing in the wind? Is it corruption here, corruption there? No, he said, I know what's going on. I need you to trust me. I need you to fix your eyes on me. Understand that everything that you can see is temporary. Everything you can see is temporary. You and I are an eternal being. Your soul will live on. But your decision whether to accept Jesus Christ into your life or not will determine where, that's, where your soul will live. And it's not something that's up for debate. That's just a choice every individual has to make. But I will ask you, Fix your eyes on the Lord.